Jersey Solutions, broadcasting from the Ponds Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today, number one best-selling author, and my daughter. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888 Hey, guys, I want to just stop a second, especially this time of the year, and say thank you to all of you. We regularly ask you to consider subscribing to the show on YouTube or as on your local podcast, your, your version of where you listen to podcasts and so forth, or, um, of course, share it with a friend. You can do that with a link or a text or whatever, or if you're listening on radio, just say, hey, listen to the radio station. Here's the, the time that the Ramsey Show is on, and you just spread the word for us. Thank you so much for that. And um, we know that you do it a lot because we just got this thing in from Spotify that says your podcast was in the top 1% of all podcasts in the world shared. So you guys are sharing it so much, telling people about this on, on Spotify in particular, that we're in the top 1% of, uh, in the top 1% most shared globally. I'll use their verbiage. So I get it in the right right place yeah, in the sentence yeah. thank, thank you i know that's thank a you for deal. sharing it and thank you for telling people about this and we're glad that we're glad that we're helpful yep and what's fun is on like instagram and stuff you get your top spotify's putting out your top podcasts that you listen to or top songs or top artists like you get your kind of your yearly uh top top list and so there's been so many sending you know our shows and so yeah it's like the ramsey Jacob show D, it's like ramsey show dr don Dr. John Deloney show, Smart Money, Happy Hour with Rachel Cruz. He was like, I think I have an addiction to, and, to Ramsey. You know, you know, Ken Coleman show, yeah. uh, all of them. And so those are all Ramsey Network productions, and uh, they're all of us jumping in and off of each other's shows is what it amounts to. And uh, and this one's kind of the mothership that you're listening to here. But um, thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Dr. Deloney for Smart Money, Happy Hour. is a big hit. Um, it is. It's uh, really, really fun. Um even for old people, I like it. Um, ah, until until like uh, it until this week, and I don't I, I, this I don't like the uh, blind love is thing, the reality love show stuff. Is blind. That was a painful, it was a painful episode. <laughs> but you and George handled it the process well, and your addiction to those reality shows is a little so bit. Good. It's a little bit uh, disheartening, but <laughs> it it gives me life. It gives me life. <laughs> So I love it. Clarence is with us. Clarence is in Baton Rouge. Hey, Clarence, what's up? Hey, Dave and Rachel. It's uh, really good to talk to you. And Rachel, I have to say that today, uh, this week's episode of Smart Money Happy Hour actually enjoyed more than I thought I would. Yes. So, Thank you, you Clarence. <laughs> you're saving me. Wow. You're Clarence, saving me. you're a love is blind guy? <laughs> I wasn't until I listened to it, and Rachel was so enthusiastic. I, I oh, actually, she you is gotta, enthusiastic. You, you gotta binge it. Sure. You gotta binge it over Christmas break. You just have to be so careful what you're enthusiastic about <laughs> out there. So I'm good. just saying. <laughs> All right, man. How can we help today? Sure. So, um, uh, you know, it's almost Christmas time, and uh, we're in baby step two. But my parents said they wanted to uh, pay for the gas money for us to come home for Christmas because obviously that wasn't an option um, for us to come home while we're in baby step two. And, you know, there's no strings attached. They don't want us to get any gifts or anything. They just want us to be home for the holidays with them. Uh, you know, especially they want to see their grandkids and everything. So 
Um, I just wanted to hear your advice about it because I just feel guilty because I have been, you know, working the baby steps, getting stuff done, but I just feel like everything's, you know, my fault because, you know, I'm the one that got us into the debt to begin with. And my parents have helped us out with things before with, you know, especially before we were gazelle and tense. And now that we are, it just kind of feels weird, you know, accepting their uh, charity when, you know, I just want to kind of just do things and just kind of buckle in myself and just get through the baby stuff. Okay, so I kind of want to figure out, is this a um, a little bit of just like a pride thing, or is there a value system that you and your wife have set this holiday season? And the only reason I ask well, is I was talking to Dr. John Deloney about this and about, you know, setting up boundaries and like if things are just, if they're crazy, like there's a level that you, you know, may say no this year, um, not necessarily because you can't financially afford it, but just even on an emotional standpoint of like, if you're just like, I just want our family's choosing something different. So is there any level of that or is it just strictly you feel weird accepting money from your parents for, for gas money, but you guys want to go there? Well, I, I think you uh, nailed exactly what my wife has been saying, that she doesn't want it to be a pride thing for me of being just self-reliant. Yeah. Um, uh, it's more of just like, you know, we've been you know working hard towards it. It's not like it's going to negatively contribute to us. It's not going to put us any further in debt. I just... You know, my parents have done a lot to help us over the years, and sometimes it feels weird for me being, you know, in my late 20s, and, you know, I'm, I'm working on, you know, various degrees, so we're not making a ton of money right now. But, um, you know, eventually we'll, you know, build up our income, but my, it just this feels like, uh, I, I guess that's why I was asking to see if it was a pride thing for me as opposed to just yeah. a, hey, this is... The you know, it, it, it is yeah. a pride thing, and it's not a bad kind of pride. To just stand up and go, you know, I, I I feel more like a little boy than a man when I do this, and it I don't like it, and that's okay to say out loud, okay. And then the weird thing is, once you say it out loud, it kind of loses its power, um, and so like, um, you know, we were making uh, pretty decent money. We didn't need the money, and when Rachel was a little girl, her grandpa, uh, Sharon's dad, owned a gas station. And it was kind of tradition when you went in for Thanksgiving, everybody filled up at the gas station. <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, he's like, get, make sure you get a tank of gas before you leave. And we're like, you bet, Papa. <laughs> especially the cost of gas right now, you know. So, uh, but, I, I, and, but it didn't have, it wasn't because we couldn't afford it. That was different. Or it wasn't because we were working a plan. That was different. But it was still free money from Grandpa, you know, kind of thing. Uh, so I kind of get what you're saying. I think it's a normal feeling to do this, but if I were in your shoes, I, I would uh, accept the gift and go home and let them see their grandkids. Okay, well, that's great. That's exactly why I called you guys. I think that you and uh, Rachel uh perfect one to answer this, so thank you so much. It speaks highly of your character that you're struggling with this a little bit. If you let it completely dominate who you are and keep everyone from having a good Christmas, then it's kind of gone over the bubble. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, so I'm I'm proud of you. Yeah, it's You're great, a good Clarence. man. Yep, accept it. Go home for the holidays. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and um, it's uh uh you know interesting. We talk about giving a lot, and we're doing the giving show on the 14th. And if you have a great giving story, by the way, email it to us at ask at ramseysolutions.com. Ask at ramseysolutions.com. Put giving in the subject line. But one of the most difficult things about giving is learning to receive. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. It's hard for me. And I almost can say more about, I mean, like, there's a I, level of, I like... I struggle mm. with receiving things. Um, 
especially things that are out of proportion yep. kind of things, like yep. it's over-the-top stuff. Yep. That one I really, really, really struggle with. This is The Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today, best-selling author. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Hey, if you procrastinated, blew past Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we're extending our Cyber Monday sale. We're here to help. Uh, for this week only, you can get our best-selling books and tools as low as $5. you got to hurry. These deals will end this week. You can get our quick reads like my latest, The Momentum Theorem, Dr. John Deloney's Redefining Anxiety, all under 10 bucks. Our number one bundle, The Starter Special, has 77% off on it. And uh, we've extended the Cyber Monday sale on the $10 book sale, which includes all three of Rachel's books, number one bestsellers, and uh, Baby Steps Millionaires, my latest number one bestsellers, $10, and Total Money Makeover, all there. This is not a place where you're going to find inflation. As a matter of fact, we are into deflation, <laughs> like recession, apparently. I don't know what our problem is. Cyber Monday sale continues all week long. Be sure and check it out, RamseySolutions.com. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. It's the number one online retailer of custom window coverings, free samples, free shipping, and new promos all the time. Check it all out. They use the promo code Ramsey when you do. And today's question comes from Rachel in Kentucky. Our 19-year-old daughter just moved out after paying rent to us for the last eight months. My husband wants to consider the money as hers and give it back to her, but I disagree. Currently, she has zero plans to go to college and has moved out because we made her. It was time. I was considering investing some of it or using the money to pay for college for our other daughter who will be graduating high school next year. What's your opinion? Mom is hard mom core. Mom is feisty towards her daughter. Oh, I bet if it was a son, she'd give him the money. Oh, 100%. Oh, I'm harder on my daughters, I feel like, than Charles, my little baby boy. Little baby He's boy. So sweet. Um, I don't know, Rachel. Let me think. Um, I mean, I think it's fine not to give it back to her. It does feel funny using her money to pay for the other sister's college. <laughs> Um, Would you give it back to her? Even if she has no plans? Like she doesn't know what she's going to be doing? Okay, there, there's 
something wrong with this situation that is not money. It was time for her to leave, and I'm going to take her money and give it to her sister. <laughs> it kind of sounds like we're a little pissed at daughter. I don't know. I feel like there's something. A little, little, I there's feel a little, something. little, little friction here. I feel a little feel between something. mom. It's time for her to get out. Well, I, hey, I'm with you. Kick them out. I ain't got any problem with that part. But um, <laughs> get out there and do your and thing. And I don't think you have to give her back the money. You though. don't have to, but don't not give it to her because you're angry yeah, with her that's good. That's for her good. behavior. And then don't yeah. not give it to her and double down on the punishment and give it to her sister. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's 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 a little vindictive, is the way it feels a little bit here. So. Uh, by and large, I, I think that uh, is so. That is kind of sad, though. I'm thinking about my two daughters, and if I'm like, I'm taking you're so mad at one of them, you give it to the other one. Yeah, giving it to Caroline. Yeah, it's like you little twerp. I'm gonna give it to your sister. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I, I think your husband is probably saying that uh, giving your daughter back this money is not a moral issue. It's not an ethical issue. I don't think it is. I don't think you owe it to her. Um, I think her leaving with a little bit of friction as she leaves sparks flying uh, as the uh, as the old trunk was uh, drug out and thrown in the back of the car or whatever we call it here. Um, This would be just a little grace. Mm. I'm going to give it to her and just call it grace and just put not, not to try to buy her affection or to cover over the misbehavior or something like that. I don't know what went on. Um, but you, you know, you said it was time for her to go. So there's something, there's something a little bit pushy there. And because we made her, it we says made she moved her out. Leave, because, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, or, or maybe uh, she was doing nothing. I mean, she could. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. So maybe you tie the money, giving money back to her based on her behavior, some behavior you want to encourage out there in the wild. Okay, and so like, um, you know, if you do this or this we'll give you the money we're going to give you this back or you know like for instance and, and you know honestly i kind of think mom's pretty upset whether there's a lot of emotion in these words mm-hmm. and i think probably mom you step back and just ask your husband to talk to her about it to the daughter about it mm. and uh because there seems to be a little bit there and just say you know we i think we might uh we might want to help you in your new start um and if you like went through so we'll fin- match you your emergency you fund fin- or something yeah, if you match mm-hmm. your emergency fund or mm-hmm. will um you know, or if you're going to pay, oh. if you're going to pay off some debt, we'll mm-hmm. help you with that, and we'll match that up. You know, we're going to use some of the money you paid us in rent to help you get started and to encourage some good behaviors. If you want to go through Financial Peace University, you yeah. know, we we would give you a thousand dollars of this back as mm-hmm. an incentive to do that, and something like that, something that helps the the daughter that left get her get a sustainable situation out there. But now, I would not give it to her if she's misbehaving out in the wild. Yeah. And you're going to finance her misbehavior by giving her her old rent money back. That's not an act of love. That's just enabling. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, so I, I guess there's a lot going on here that we don't know. But um, <laughs> we are sure mom's hardcore. No question. <laughs> and I like her. That's <laughs> great. Because they... Uh, uh, an eagle that doesn't leave the nest is eventually known as a turkey. Open phones at 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. You know, I found that line was when you and I did that book, Smart Money, Smart Kids. Your, oh, yeah. Your first number one. Mm-hmm. We were talking about kids leaving the nest in that book. And, you know, in researching that book and trying to put verbiage to some of the stuff that we did in our family and that we've taught other families to do on teaching their kids how to handle money, that's when that... 
line came up, and that's how long I've been doing that. It just occurred to me. That's where that's that funny. came from. Yeah. yeah. All right, James is with us in San Bernardino, California. What's up, James? Hey, how's it going, Dave? Uh, Rachel, Merry Christmas. God bless you guys, everyone at Ramsey Solutions. How are you guys doing? Merry Christmas. Same here. How can we help? Um, I want to know if I am taking a ride on the ambulance or if I am being reasonable. <laughs> um, we, we, uh, my wife and I are, um, are about to finish baby step three. I would put us in baby step three B, but prior to that, I'd like to buy a car. I want to save up for it, pay for it in cash because I have one vehicle in my family and it's a salvage title Toyota Camry. And I want to know if prior to baby set 3B, if saving up for the car is reasonable. Sure. Absolutely. That's exactly where you do it. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I was like, James. <laughs> now, the, the thing is, obviously, you know, what are the guidelines on cars? You tell me. James, um, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're used Toyota, something. I and I correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's. Oh my God! I've been listening to you for four years, Dave. I'm no, sorry. you're fine, Jake. No, I put, I put you on the spot. You gave, gave you a, a test. quiz, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> yes. Take no, James. You did not fail. You didn't know you needed to study. No, Dave. <laughs> just tell him the answer. So mo- no more than half your annual income in total cars. The other car is the Camry with the salvage title. Yes, sir. So it's it's worth thousand miles in it, but it still runs. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's not worth much. Okay. And what's your household income? No. Uh, household income is about one sixty. Excellent. You do need some cars. You need two cars. Yes, sir. Yeah, you're driving a the Camry's on its last leg, and you got no other cars, right? No other cars, and I'd like to buy a Rav Four, something all wheel drive. I can't buy an electric car like Rachel. Oh, it's okay, James. Not everybody can be. Not everybody can be Rachel and George. So, James. Um, good. No, Lord. a Rav Four is great. That's a great car. Yes. Yeah. Getting, but yeah, you're talking about a reasonable car. You guys make great money. So, what are you going to spend on it? Um, I, I mean, I'm in California. Everyone wants uh, EVs out here. I still like me a combustion engine. I'm, I'm thinking twenty. Okay. Twenty-five. All right. And what are you going to? What are you going to spend on the other car? Because you got to buy another one too. I mean, this one still works. All right. I think you need to move up a little. I'd move up to about a $10,000 car, probably. Um, it's well within your budget, and you need to, it's time. You've gotten the emergency stuff behind you. One, two, and three is the hardcore gazelle intensity. Now you are moving from intensity to intentionality. You make $160,000 a year. You don't have to drive a piece of crap if you save up and pay cash for it. This is The Ramsey Show. Listen, everyone needs ID theft protection. It doesn't matter your age, how much money you have, or where you live. We all worked too hard to build our personal and financial reputations to have some thief rip them to shreds. Trust me, it's an absolute nightmare if you become a victim. But wasting money on overhyped, expensive plans doesn't make sense either. That's where Xander's ID theft plan comes in. They've bundled together the services you need at pricing that can't be beat. 
Whether you're looking for monitoring that includes your home title, VPN encryption, unlimited recovery services, or stolen funds protection, you'll get that and more at great value while dealing with people you can trust. I've seen these guys in action, which is why I have Xander's plan for my family and our entire team. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282 to get protected. Save money and stay ahead of the identity theft nightmare. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Jarrett is with us. Hi, Jarrett. How are you? I'm living the dream. How are y'all? Better than we deserve, sir. Welcome. Where do you live? Atlanta. Oh, cool. Welcome to Nashville. And how much debt have you paid off, Jarrett? $37,271.94. Cool. And how long did this take? 19 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? Uh, started at $52,000, uh, made a job change, got a raise, a promotion, uh, took on some side gigs, so now it's over sixty. Good for you. What do you do for a living? I'm a healthcare spe- uh, marketing specialist at a healthcare IT company. Great. Good for you. Cool. What kind of debt was the $37,000? Uh, so student loans, it was a credit card, and then a loan I took out to pay off another credit card. So, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real financial mastermind. <laughs> so uh, what, what happened 19 months ago got you started on this Ramsey way? So um, when I graduated from college in 2016, my... Um, one of my mentors, my saxophone teacher, was telling me, hey, you really need to pay off your debt, um, start investing, building wealth. And I was like, great, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I did not do that. Um, and then I went to work with her, his wife, and she was doing the same thing. So for four years, they were just pounding this into me. And I just, I think I like set an arbitrary goal, like, okay, I'll try to be debt-free by the time I'm 30. Um, January 2020 rolls around. Oh. Um, I was like, okay, I'll try to pay off the car this year. And I was like, I was not even Dave-ish. I was on like, the LaCroix version of Dave, like just, <laughs> just no substance at all. The horrible no tasting substance. water version of Dave. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> I I did pay it off that year. And the next month when I should have started paying off another debt, I was like, okay, I've been good. I can treat myself a little bit this month and then I'll get back on it next month. And then, so I paid off $6,000 on the car, but I replaced it with $6,000 of credit card debt. Of course. And I remember waking up at the end of the year feeling just horrible i mean i was mm-hmm. like i have all that i should have all this money but i don't and i got a, a christmas bonus for my job at the time and i know i had to just put it all on the debt and i was like this should be my money like i hate mm-hmm. waking up like every every day feeling like this like i have this weight on my chest and i just snapped and i was like maybe it's time to finally listen to to chris and kenyon who were telling me all these years to actually do this and start getting out of debt and building wealth that's amazing. Well, and you, li- I mean, and you did it in 19 months, mm-hmm. $37,000, making 52 to 60. So you, di- I mean, you sacrificed. I did. That's it, a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of cutting back on stuff. Yeah. Went from eating out every couple of, every, like several times a month um, to going, okay, I have a coupon for a free taco in the Taco Bell app. Free taco. Yes, that I split with with Julie, my partner. (laughs) That was our date night. Um, But I sold a lot of stuff. I picked up, um, I I play saxophone as well, so I picked up some gigs. Um, I dog sat for my sister. I helped a public speaker friend do his his materials. 
Um, I was supposed to also chicken sit for my dad when chicken he was on vacation. Sit. Oh, stop. Yep. You have to say that carefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that one uh, didn't work out. He the, Their vacation got canceled, but so I'm kind of bummed that didn't happen. That's but funny. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of cutting back and... Big money and chicken sitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of that in my life. That's oh. too much. That's so great. <laughs> Way to go, man. How's it feel to be free? I remember the day I had the la- the money to make the last payment. I was at my uh, sister's house and I was driving home and I just laughed the entire way. Home. It <laughs> felt so good. I woke up the next day and like it was like seeing in color for the first Aww. time. It was just so it was so amazing. That's cool. You ever go back in debt now? Mm-mm. What do you tell people the key to getting out is? So, I mean, make the plan, work the plan. It's not a, there's no secret to paying off debt i mean so what really was it for me was knowing why you want to do it because sacrificing as much as i did freaking sucked mm-hmm. it was i mean there's it was tough a lot of times and there were moments where i wanted to backpedal but i would stop and close my eyes and visualize different points of what i wanted my life to look like being debt free how it was going to feel when you got here mm-hmm. yeah. i yeah. pictured myself on this stage several times to kind of help get mm-hmm. me through. Yeah. Pictured myself like at different stages of my life, what that looked like. And that was enough to snap me back into my. Yes. Into my, was that your why? Mm-hmm. Looking at the f- yeah, future self, right? Yeah. yeah. Future Garrett saying. Like Jarrett saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Out there. Very That's great. well done. All right. Who are your biggest cheerleaders? So, um, Kenyon and Chris, um, mm-hmm. my, my mentors, mm-hmm. uh, they actually got onto your stuff about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and went through the baby steps and they are they're they're living like no one else right now and they came and uh, visited you um my mom who's here today my parents my family Mm -hmm. um all my friends i would post updates on instagram and people would message me and say holy crap this is incredible i'm so happy for you Mm. um a lot of people um i also want to give a special shout out to my um grandma jan she is someone to me talk about people who live and give like no one else like she is amazing she's always been very uh open with her time and her money and just mm-hmm. her resources her network and everything so yeah. she's kind of a great uh model for me very cool way to go That's jared awesome. we're proud of you man thank great you job. good great job. job very good job hey we've got the live and give bundle for you the total money makeover book the baby steps millionaires book both number one bestsellers and of course the financial peace university one year membership if you've not been through it go through it or any of those give them away read them whatever you want to do they're for you just to say thank you and to say we're proud of you and thanks for hanging out with us here today in nashville well done sir thank you good good work congratulations thank you amazing jarrett from atlanta Thirty-seven thousand paid off in 19 months making 52 to 60 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three two one i'm debt-free yeah didn't know you could buy one taco that's awesome <laughs> no it's a it's a a coupon it's a coupon i know but i mean oh you're, you're joking I'm like you're saying, like oh yeah. i'm just like wow one taco <laughs> yeah self-discipline too he had I'm telling yes you, that's beautiful. That way. very cool 
Very good stuff. What a great, great story. What a great young man. Very neat. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thank you for jumping in, America. We're glad you're with us. Sal is with us in New York City. Hi, Sal. How are you? I'm Sir Andy. How are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? So I moved to uh, USA about five years ago from Pakistan. Um, when I moved here, I had nothing. Like I literally moved here with like a thousand dollars. And now, you know, I, I made my way up. Um, I now make about one hundred and fifty thousand a year. Wow! Um, but I took my uh, wife's uh, student debt, uh, student loan, uh, student debt, whatever you call that. I just don't get that. Um, it's for twenty three thousand, and then I took some advice from broke people, and I bought a car. And my total debt right now is forty five thousand. Um, I will be paying off that debt very aggressively. Uh, I think I should be done with that by the end of twenty twenty three. But I feel like I'm really late in the game to building wealth because I'm thirty nine years old. Oh, you're ancient. I don't I'm know how you get how are you getting around. I mean, thirty nine. <laughs> you got but, a wheelchair I mean, yet? Uh, I'm. I mean. Uh, you sound like my dad right now, but... Uh, <laughs> Sal, you're but, good. I understand. I understand. Because if you run the numbers out, you're like, oh my gosh, if I started this at 20, how much further ahead I would be? Yeah. If I started at 30, I'm at 40. Am I going to... No, there's plenty of time. You got you plenty lots of time. of time, Sal. And Sal, you're only going to be making more. And with no debt, you're going to have more income to throw at investing and to be building wealth. You're going to be totally fine. If you got the curve from $1,000 yeah. to 150000 in five years in America... I think you're going to be okay. You're amazing. That is a very that is very good to hear from you. Yeah, you're There's amazing. One more question. Uh, you're going to you're going to get there, my friend. No we have a hard breakout, sorry Sal. Yeah, absolutely. So Great job though. We got commercials coming in on us, brother. Sorry about that, but we I know you can do it. You're on track. You're doing everything right. Hold on. We're going to send you a total money makeover book to give you the exact steps. personality is my co-host today news headline popping up here the supreme court said it will hear arguments in february in a case challenging the biden administration's student loan debt relief program but the supreme court kept in place a lower appeals court's injunction that prevents the program from taking effect for now the plan is estimated to cost $400 billion. President Joe Biden's plan, the administration agreed to extend a pause. So the Supreme Court has today agreed to hear the lower courts, uh, or the case in the lower court to prevent the uh, student loan forgiveness program from going through the Biden administration. And that's going to happen in February. So there's still two more months of 
till it gets there. Yeah, and nothing is going to happen until then. Till then, yeah. Yeah, and uh, also, of course, the Biden administration. You guys are aware this is extended to what May or June. The um, no interest, so mm-hmm. you can go ahead and That's get right. your student loan paid off. Really, this is the time to get it paid off. Yeah, and uh, this is going to be drug out for years because with, no matter what the Supreme Court rules, it's also going to end up in Congress because uh, if the Supreme Court rules that. Uh, that the Biden administration can go ahead, the Republican-controlled Congress is going to pass a bill to stop it. Yeah. And so you you can just count on this this thing going back and forth, this ping pong. Um, and again, we've said since the beginning of time, don't wait on someone else to fix your life. You don't wait on the government. Don't wait on the Biden administration. Don't wait on the courts. Don't wait on the Republicans to fix your life. You need to go fix your life. And that includes you paying off your student loan debt, which is, by the way, your student loan debt, not mine. And I'm a taxpayer. And if it is forgiven and paid by the taxpayers, that means I paid off your student loan debt. I resent that. Well, I do. I shouldn't have to do that. And a guy who's a welder and a guy who's a truck driver and this gentleman I just met who's a police officer, uh, they shouldn't have to pay off your student loan debt. Um, That's just... There's, it didn't occur to anybody that that was wrong, but that's wrong. You know, a guy who's working, a guy up here on the building working construction right now, hanging steel up there, up on top of the hill. Paying for a master's degree. For paying some for a to, master's yeah. degree with somebody in left-handed puppetry who's, uh, you know, yeah. it's just wrong. It's just wrong, you know. All right, Gregory is in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, Gregory. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and Rachel. How are you folks? Better than we deserve. How can we help? Uh, so I, I just want to say I had the chance to speak with you guys here in Las Vegas a few months ago, and it's a pleasure to speak to you folks again. Well, thank you. How can we help? Uh, so uh, here's my situation. Uh, I am 29 years old. I'm single, no kids. Uh, I'm a motorcycle police officer here in Las Vegas. Uh, last December, I was in a uh, pretty substantial work-related motorcycle accident, and I am receiving a workers' comp settlement for it's going to be estimated for about 240000 to $260,000. Wow. Um, now being on base, Are you okay? Um, for the most part, yes. I have a bunch of residual pains and aches. I was in and out of surgeries and physical therapy for the past year or so. Fractures in my back, broken wrist and arm, and oh, uh, nice. tore up my knee, and pretty good. So I'm happy to be alive, though. Yeah, bad mm. wreck. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it happened, and I encourage everybody to be safe out there. Amen. But uh, but uh, now I'm, I'm happy to be back at work now and uh, doing my old job. So you're on the bike just, again? Uh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, that was my that was my big goal to get back up on the motorcycle and show myself I wasn't afraid of it. <sighs> I mean, get back to work is awesome. Getting back on that bike scared the crap out of me. Okay, wow, that's impressive, <laughs> dude. Okay, so how can we help you today? So um, I have been uh, soliciting advice from uh, some good, good uh, friend and financial savvy family members about what to do with my, uh, my settlement money here. And obviously my first thought was to just go straight into baby step seven, pay off the mortgage and everything. I'm locked in at a two and a half percent on a 15 year fixed rate mortgage. I have about $200,000 left on it. So it would be enough to just, uh, just wipe off that mortgage completely. But uh, family argues that I could put it into even just a, a CD at four and a half percent. And, uh, 
get a return on that and just that would pay for a good chunk of the mortgage throughout the year. But obviously I want to get some of it and, um, you know, pay off stuff. And I, that's my only debt left. So I was just wanting some uncle Dave advice. Okay. Um, Gregory, how long have you been listening to the show? I've been here uh, about four or five years, and I and I know exactly okay. what you say, exactly what you're going to say. But okay. you know, I, I I feel so. What am I going to say? just so wanted what, some firsthand. What am I going to say? Write a check today, or when I get the settlement. Ding ding. <laughs> okay. Now, can you articulate why your relative is wrong? Well. I, I, I look at it a few ways with them. They are... No, I mean, old, based on your four years of listening to this show, can you say why we would say your relative is wrong? I guess is a better way of saying it. Well, help me out here. Okay. Well, the data points after we talked to 10,167 millionaires for the largest study of millionaires ever done, not your relative. We didn't talk to your relative, by the way. Um, we talked to millionaires. And um, precise the number of them that said, I used the money from my mortgage. Instead of paying off my mortgage, I used that money to invest, and that made me wealthy. The number of millionaires that said that they used that technique was precisely zero. Not one. Right. Not one. Said, I became rich because I arbitraged my freaking house. I borrowed on my home and invested at a greater rate, which is arbitrage, okay? It's the definition mm-hmm. of the term. And not one of the wealthy people say they do that. The only people that talk about that are people that talk about theory. And in the real world, though, the rest of us out here live in a world of risk. You've just about got killed on a dead gum motorcycle. You know what risk looks like, okay? Right. And, and risk is we don't know what's going to happen, and... Um, we do know that we've also done research that 100% of the foreclosures occur on a home with a mortgage. So when you borrow money, you increase your risk, and risk was not in mathematically in the formula that your relative used. Right. You are taking on more risk. And so if you were to adjust for risk and put the money into a 10% investment, you would break even. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, on the 10% investment, you also have to pay taxes. So you adjust for risk and taxes, uh, your 10 is going to start looking a lot like 4. And you're going to be back down to mortgage rates again. Yep. And so it just doesn't work. And, and, and that is borne out then in the actual practical fact that people who actually do build wealth, not those that discuss theories about building wealth, but the ones that actually do it, use their most powerful wealth-building tool, which is not borrowed money, it is their income to become wealthy. And when you don't have a house payment, sir, you are in a position to invest very aggressively, to be outrageously generous. Um, and I mean, take, sh- the, take a mortgage payment. Once you pay off this house with this money, oh, with wow. this money, this is just, this is money that... Let me say he's 29 years old? Yep. And then run out that mortgage payment for the next 20 years in an investment in what you could make investing that mortgage payment versus putting this money that quote unquote one, in a cd yeah that one thing you know, will make the one thing will make you mean that and gregory there no one's accounting for it, and people don't talk about this because it's not going to be in the numbers but there is something about when you don't owe anyone anything john deloney talks about this you have autonomy like you when you don't owe anyone anything you, you have the ability to do whatever you want 
but whenever you hand a little bit of your future over, even a mortgage, and a mortgage is the one type of debt we don't yell at people for, but if you have the money to pay it off and not to have a bank have any say in your future, there is a level where your mind, your soul rests and you sleep at night when you don't owe anyone anything. And again, that's that's more of the emotional side of this that is not put into percentages and interest rates, but it is, it's very real. It's yeah. very, very real. That's why Proverbs says, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. You don't run into generous slaves. You don't run into wealthy slaves. And this is the, this is the principle that we're operating on. And it really does work. So I appreciate the good intentions of your relative who is wrong, but they are ding, ding, wrong. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.